You're listening to Rocket Night. So you think the the partnership might work out? Then? Yeah, I, don't think, yeah. I think I think probably at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what made you move to LA? We just wanted to be a band. Yeah. Uh-huh. We wanted to make music and we wanted to move to a big city. We grew up in like a small cow town, middle of Florida, where not much was happening really. The editor of the magazine group lives there. Really? Uh, she lives in. Oh, tell uh, me. Dade City. Oh, <gasps> Dade City. That's we live in Tampa. Yeah, like, we actually do now. We live in right. Tampa, yeah. but we grew up in Land Lakes, which is right Land Lakes. City. Yeah, She'll when know you... know exactly no, what No, didn't you have to go to court because you weren't wearing your contacts in Dade City? Yeah, I got pulled over. I had to yes. go to Dade City courthouse yes. in high school. My parents didn't know about it. They still don't know about it. Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to. But, but they yeah, don't read so, any of our press. We're fine. So at one point, we decided to, yeah, we had to move That's somewhere cool. to expand our horizons and go watch um, pursue right? music. So it was either going to be New York or L.A. Oh, or San Francisco. We picked L.A. What? Because the other two were way too expensive. All right. And so we you found a little place in L.A., like near downtown, and we Some lived chips? there for like... Yeah. Last twelve years, and we recently got a place in Florida not because River came along and we have family, yeah. right? But so we split our time now. But, but LA is where our band yeah. happened. So has having a child changed the way you live and perform and travel? I mean, yeah, I, I drink a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um, we just we're better people. I think like yeah. we have to be more responsible and. We spent, you know, so long being in a band and just living in that world and being kind of out of control and, um, you know, focused, but kind of not as focused as we could be. You know, we were just kind of like living day to day the band life. And now, since having him, I think it's just made us better. Because we think about like how everything's going to affect River. Yeah, like it's not about us anymore. You have to make sure the gigs actually pay you. Yeah. Well, we just we have to make sure that everything we do is worth it. That makes sense. Yeah. Like we don't say yes to. Everything. Yeah, if it's not worth it, we don't do it anymore. Like it has to be but, worth it in every sense of the word. But it also has forces, or not forces. It also has like changed things. So we we've changed our approach to how we interact with fans. So instead of touring the U.S. eight nine months of the year and meeting people at shows, now. We're spending more time meeting people online, playing shows online, yeah. interacting with our fans online. So then when we do go play, it's better. Because it's like, wow, I know you from Facebook, or I know you from Twitter, yeah. or I know you from Stage It, or whatever. And 
social media has made a huge difference to the music industry. Oh my god. Yeah, especially I for small indie bands. When it started <coughs> out, it wasn't a thing. You know, like we've been doing this 15 years solidly. And yeah. when we started out, it was still like. Yeah, yeah. We still needed like phone cards. And if we had an interview, we had to stop at a truck stop, use the phone card, call. Like it, it was a very different thing. And also, like if you wanted to interact with people that liked your music, it you would be at a them. show. You just yeah. see whoever is at the show that night. And that's it. But now it's like there's so many ways to interact with the people that dig us, and I think it, I think shifting our focus to that has made it so much better because I feel like I know most of our fans, you know, and it's, yeah. it's cool. It makes us... It makes like, us at merch, I have to be like, wait, I think I know you. What is your Twitter name? Uh-huh. And it's... I think we're going to make it a shirt next tour or have stickers or something that yeah. people can wear because... It's, it's really different, and it's so awesome, because, like, we actually interact with our fans every single day. And this is day. something that, like, every new band knows. Like, yeah. it's just, like, a natural thing. If you're, like, 18 and you're in high school or whatever, that's, that's just, the way music that's is. That's just the way music yeah. is, always, is and has always been. Uh-huh. But for us, kind of, you know, we started this band in, like, 2000, 2001. And so, yeah. when we started, like, it was, like... I want to get signed to a record label, and I yeah. we got to go play shows. And now there are just so many other ways to do it, and so many things you can do on your own. And we well, did a crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Yeah, we we've, we've done four of them. Oh wow! You know? And so like, or three, but three, we, yeah. we know exactly how how to like reach people in that way now. And our fans fund our records now, and. Like in turn, we give them something awesome that like they get to see happen. Mm-hmm. And also, you get more returns because the record company doesn't grab ninety percent. Exactly. Of yeah, that's the only way we're still doing this as a family. Well, but it's also, a family business. But now. also, like from the fan perspective, it's like they know that if they get it, if they pre-order it from us or yeah. get the pack or the shirt or whatever, it's going to us and what we do. Yeah. Not to not a record label, not to some guy working in an office that doesn't care about them. Because we care about them and we're making music for them. That's so good. they know they're supporting that. Like, they're not supporting more. Yeah, I think it, it makes them feel better too as fans because they know yeah. it's like a direct relationship. <clears throat> I mean, to me, it seems like it's, this is a really democratic way for yes. <laughs> artists to make a living now. As, yeah. as politics becoming less democratic and all the money staying with yeah. the politicians, <laughs> yeah. the arts, which should be funded by the government for the people, the yeah. people are just funding the arts. Well, we fully agree. We, yeah. I, I feel like countries where um, where the arts are are in some way supplemented by the government, they're they tend to have better bands they tend to have better art because it allows the artists from that country to focus on what they do best you know like the Nordic yeah. countries are amazing yeah, it's I went amazing. to a gig the other night and there was a big drinks put on by the Norwegian embassy oh wow and Canada like, oh, yeah. Canada's similar Canada's is the same yeah. thing that's why there's so many great Canadian bands well Iceland the music is their second biggest export after yeah. fish yeah it's amazing yeah, Sweden it. I, I mean, there's so many amazing uh, Swedish bands. In the yeah. United States, that would that would never fly. In fact, they're cutting music programs in schools really? yeah. in the U.S. Like there are like there are foundations it and fundraisers set up to like specifically give money for music programs in schools. 
you know, how crazy is that? Like, music should be an essential part of every curriculum. Absolutely. But so we just kind of we just figure, all right, well, if those systems aren't in place for us, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. You know. And our we'll fans find. have been receptive. It's really it's cool. honest. You know? Yeah. We just basically tell them like, look, this is what we need to keep doing what we're doing. And we'll try as hard as we can. <laughs> but you guys need to support it just a little bit. Yeah. You know? And it works out. It's okay. So how would you classify your music? Because I mean people say it's punk. So pop, weird. I don't but, know. But it's not it's really not, it's, it's, neither, it's not punk pop is an oxymoron. Yeah. Right like it's I mean, I, I think it's <coughs> old school punk. I think it's Just old rock. school punk. Yeah, or rock and roll. Like, but the thing is, like, you say something's rock, and all of a sudden people think it's like, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. Like, like, like Americana no, rock. It's got no something. spirit. Like, it's, yeah. you know, old fashioned or something. And I feel like what we're doing is, like, a little bit unique because it takes a little bit of everything, right? Not so much where it sounds boring. Because I feel like a lot of alternative music, especially mainstream radio or whatever now, it tries to be genreless in a way that waters it down and makes yeah. it story. Just lame, easy like listening we, we take, shit. <laughs> we take like the most aggressive component of everything that we really love and like try to put that together into something that excites us, right? So it's like we got harmonies, they're like girl group harmonies, but we deliver it in a way that's like, bah! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, we, we love pop, we love rock, and we love music of all eras. So. I mean, I think 1950s rock and roll <coughs> and late 70s British punk rock is what our main influences are. So we are the result of that, whatever that is. Yeah, because everything else, I mean, or the majority of everything else is shit. Like, music from the uh, 80s sucked. Like, yeah. music from the 90s was great until, like, alternative music became commercialized. And, you know, like... You know, what, what class what is classified as, you know, our our technical genre is pop punk. But what flies Ugh. under the, I really I I kind of under that. the banner oh, no, you of, read that there? what flies under the banner of pop punk now is very different than what ten years ago. Even when, um, when we yeah. were growing up, it was different, you know, it was like you Three Days down? Dookie or whatever it was pop punk. Like, that was no. about as saccharine as pop punk got. No. And now it's like... Oh, like, how's that pop punk? That's like almost R&B or something, you know? So, and there's nothing wrong with that to have different types of music. But no. I just feel like... You want some pizza? Um, yeah. I, I mean, ideally, every band should be... It should be their music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't... Because the, the genre yeah. classifications... Yeah. Seem to get smaller and smaller. Like you've got about twenty different types of metal music at the moment. And yeah, uh, I think. But, but considering that that's the way it's going, that's why it's even more important to reach out to your fans because right. you become your own. You like genre. this? You become your own niche. Like we it's aren't, like we aren't, dinner. and we will never You're be like, a huge fan. You know, like maybe in like fifty years, someone will be like, "Oh, that's amazing," and some it'll whatever. Have a but usually about what, ten minutes after you die. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, like David Bowie, first number one album. Oh my god! A week after he died. Right, you know, I'm Crazy. sure like the day we die or whatever, because like we'll probably no, die on the same day because we're connected at the end. But whenever that happens, yeah, then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh my god, they're famous. But we're not living the life of famous people. We just rely on the people. And we don't care. No, we don't care. We don't want that. No. But 
like we are our own little niche and that's what if you want to just be a working musician that's what, what you, you should strive for you should just be your own little niche you don't need to be a part of something else you can just there's enough room for everybody yeah you can have your own fans and they can love what you do and that can be taste what pushes you you don't have to be nah. you don't have to say like they're the next pop punk yeah it almost kills the soul of what you're doing <laughs> in a way yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? Because I'm, I'm having those. You just look like you're having really good fun on stage. No, oh, I'm so I'm happy. Sure that must no, no. Go to the audience because no, yeah, you watch some yeah. bands that just stand Don't on stage I? and just. Well, I never liked bands that did that. You know, I always felt like no, there should no be more. some no, no some more. expression of what you're feeling. No. I don't know. Like in like daily conversation, maybe it's okay to play cool. Right, but if you're up on a stage, you've been given an opportunity to express yourself. We're just appreciative to be able to and do it. You're, like, you're really. there for a reason. Like you are, Mama, milk. You're doing. You're. You we feel like we're lucky enough to thing. express ourselves in a way that everyone else that's there can't. Whoa, let me see your pee. Yeah. Right. So we're just channeling their. I'm not. We're not putting on a show. It's not the same show every night. We don't do the same things every night. We're just doing in the moment what we feel coming back. So, but also a great stage presence makes a huge difference. <coughs> to you could get away with slightly mediocre music if you've got really strong stage presence. <laughs> Most of the I, guess so. I don't know that we do exactly that. Sex Pistols. Hey. Although actually, they oh were, yeah, they were, their music is a lot <laughs> better than people give it credit for. They it's perfection pop. Writing. I mean, Sex Pistols are one of the best manufactured bands ever. (laughs) And them and Spice Girls. (laughs) Oh, okay, after the monkeys, yeah. No, it just seems really different to do, like, a traditional sort of folky song. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, so most of my musical influences were either, like, babysitters, boyfriends, or my friends' dads. And so my best friend's dad had this amazing record collection. He's a hippie. He's still one of the coolest dudes I've ever known in my life. And I came across a Melanie Sofka CD, or record at one point. And, yeah, it was before CD time. And I heard that song, and I just loved it. And so I listened to it on repeat <coughs> to the point where, like, my friends despised the song. Like, Lewis was a friend at that time. And every time he got in my car, like, it was that song. And we only do covers of songs that we really, really like. And so we were trying to come up with a cover for the Because I'm Awesome record. And I was like, ooh, brand new key. And Lucy's was like, all right, let's do it. But it's got to be really rock and roll because it's a weird one. And actually, it was really hard to record because the vocals are when like... When you try to learn that song, like, it's it has so no weird. key, It's so out of tune. No key. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what key is this? And you're trying to learn it. It's like... The, yeah. the guitar's out of tune. Yeah. Her voice is not in a... It's it's interesting. Fine. Okay. So, how'd you break your guitar? Ah, uh, yeah. This is a good story. It just fell over. It fell over. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, there was not anything cool that happened. <laughs> like, it, like, it just broke. Uh, because, look, I guess they have a tendency... The problem is, it's this melody maker, and I really like it. That it... Current Gibsons have a tendency to break the neck if they just fall in a certain way. My Thunderbird has a crack right 
where the like head meets the it's neck. It's just the thing because it's a three. It's, it's going to go. A lot of tension on that. Yeah. On the end of that neck. I mean, we played so those guitars just, for years. Yeah, I mean, I beat the shit out of that guitar. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It was probably a matter of time, but like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Because now I have to play this fat Les Paul. <laughs> and that, <laughs> how's your arm? Like, uh, yeah. You know. It's going to be gross. It's like I'm, I'm just going to hurt myself. <laughs> Well, at least you have Cameron down the road to go and find a guitar race, you know? You know, I thought about it. We passed two guitar shops today, and I was what? like, should we just buy one? But they wouldn't have had one that no, we needed. Yeah, it's fine. That's this is just a borrowed one, is it? It's not. Yeah, well, yeah. I got a loaner. It's from Gibson. I got a loaner from Gibson. Oh. And it's a Les Paul, and it's nice. It's a, it's, it's a good it's a Les Paul standard, you know? Yeah. I can't complain, but the way that I play, I can't play a guitar that's that thick all the time. Yeah, because we play, I don't know, I don't we play, play like with our wrists. Yeah. With like, our arms, like, not our wrists. Like, 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 it's not with the wrist, like it's like the whole arm. Yeah. Or so just it. like our guitars, we sling our guitars low, which is not even the fashion now. You know? Yeah. I've seen a few bands doing it. Yeah, not many. Not so much anymore. Well, I got a shitty little gigs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's our style, and so like it's going to wear on your wrist if your guitar is fat. You know, so I'll figure it out. I can get through the last four shows with... Has it been a good talk? It's been awesome. I love being here. Like, I feel like people still like music with guitars here. Oh, I love it. You know? Yeah. Well, as a photographer, especially, because... I need to go tune the Chris Burney. I didn't do that yet. Oh, crap. All right, you finish up the interview. Okay, what song is it, though? We need to actually probably wrap up. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. You got it. You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks.